let us discuss health. The object to really good health is prevention. Don't wait till you're sick to try to be well. When you are well, try to be well. If you are well and you feel good about yourself, then try to move on and on. In other words, if you feel good right now, cut down on the sausage, the bacon, the red meat. Even though your body can handle these things, it's not good to just keep giving it, giving it, and then it breaks down. Now you're wondering what happened. But here now, the second point to health. Health has a lot to do with controlling the five senses. If you do not have control of your senses, it's almost impossible to stay healthy. And I'll say it again. If you do not control your five senses, it's almost impossible to stay healthy. Many of us don't take some of the best things for the body simply because they don't taste good. Many of us eat right here. This is, the, this is where we determine everything that's going in the body, right here in the mouth, with the taste. The stomach does not know taste. The stomach, the digestive system, small intestines, large intestines, colon, liver, kidneys, they don't have no taste. They don't know whether the food you eat is hot or cold. Matter of fact, it doesn't, these organs don't even care. The way the body looks at everything you put in your mouth is as a drug. This is why food and drugs are always on the same level in medicine. All foods are drugs. Food is a false title. If you can look at every food as a drug, you will eat differently. Look at each food as a chemical compound. Don't look at beef as beef with little, you know, for the eye. It looks so bright and they put a little green and that's messing with your senses. Look at it from a chemical perspective. Now what's in that? What's in it? What is this really made of? When my body eats it, how does the body look at it? The body looks at it as chemicals, and the body deals with it as chemicals. That's the way the body reads food. It's the senses that lead us to disease and sickness. It is our lack of discipline of the senses that has us eating anything, anything. Why is it that when you feel sexually aroused in your mind, your body starts bugging? Because your body is listening to every thought that is coming out of your mind. So every once in a while, 
sit the body down, maybe in a tub of water or whatever, and say, today is your day, body. Today is your day. I'm going to fast today. You ain't going to do no work today. Today I'm going to abstain from food. I'm just going to drink water and juice. And you can get rid of them things easily. You're not going to work today, body. Here, rest yourself. Thank you for having me today. Here's the thing, though, man. Yeah. Technology goes one way, right? And I think we're, as a species, we're just designed to push the limits. You know, it was a caveman who, you know, wanted to see if he could kill something from a distance, built a spear. You know, a, a guy who wanted to see if he could fly like a bird, built a glider. We're always, like, as, as human beings, pushing the envelope. And that's just the way it's going to go. Of and course, eventually it's going to be genetic engineering and it's going to be... It's already happened. Yeah, and cloning and all that stuff. I, I, it's inevitable, I think. But this idea that that just because we... So much of advancements that we've made have hurt us, right? There's a lot of things that we eat now, preservatives. My point is, is that they've started off as like fucking huge breakthroughs. Like imagine the first time they realized they could, put, they could put meat in a can. Yeah. How fucking crazy. Up to that point, look, there was a cow. You killed it. Right? You and, eat that and shit you eat in that, a certain amount of time. Yeah, or else, it's going to grow fungus, yeah. it's going to grow bacteria, and you can't eat it. Then somebody realized, well, we can cool it and put it in a refrigerator. Holy shit, that's amazing. doesn't keep it good forever, right. but we'll slow it down. You can have it for longer. And then somebody said, yo, you throw a bunch of salt in that shit and some of this benzo, you know, hydro something or other preservative, yeah. you can eat that shit a year later yeah. out of a can? Dude. Of course they were gonna can everything. They just started canning fucking everything, right? Yeah. Because it's brilliant. And then we realized, what people don't understand is that when you do a study on something, you're only looking at it through a small window. You know, you give this, this rat a this certain chemical. Oh, nothing happened to him? Okay, let's give him a little more. Nothing happened, okay, now we gave him this much, he died. We know that's the cutoff, right? And then we say, well, it seems like this is not harmful, but there's no way you can expect them to test every chemical for 100 years right before they allow us to use it right they do it for a couple years and before you know it it's on the market and then we find out 15 20 30 years from now that it's bad for us i think that to me is just as interesting as the stuff that we don't do from antiquity you know like a lot of stuff in india for example mm -hmm. so many traditions that they have that people write off here as well ah, that's just hippie bullshit we don't do that stuff that's ridiculous there's no proof and then what do you know 40, 50 years later, they're finding out. You ever heard about yoga? <laughs> Remember the brain yoga, though? The, the, no, the super brain yoga. Yeah. So I don't know if you Dad. guys have heard about oh, this. Oh, my We're accustomed to exercise to improve the body. Well, not so much me, but Laura is. <laughs> but what about a workout to improve the brain? This is interesting. Mm -hmm. It's sort of like calisthenics for the cranium. CBS 2's Jennifer Savi has been looking into who is doing this three-minute-a-day brain training, and we're fascinated by it, Jen. Yeah, well, people say it makes them smarter, Paul and Laura. It's called super brain yoga, an exercise intended to pump up cell and neuron activity in the brain. Alzheimer's patients, seniors looking to stave off memory loss, and kids in classrooms are among those who say doing it makes them smarter. Now take your right hand, cross over the left side. A medical doctor in Los Angeles prescribes an exercise. Inhale going down, exhale coming up. 
Not so his patients grow stronger, but so they become smarter. He probably had a C average. I taught him these exercises, and by the next semester, he, he was a completely different kid. His grades had gone almost straight A's. Take your left hand. A teacher in Malibu saw similar improvements in her learning disabled kids. We have kids that have autism, kids that have Asperger's, all different, different needs. They were assigned the movements. Inhale, exhale. Not to shape their muscles, but to sharpen their minds. Yeah, we get smarter and smarter. Good, Brandon. One child used to just stand there and not move. And now I'll ask him to do something and he'll look at me and he'll just take a moment and then he'll do it. A teacher, a doctor. And then you take the right hand and place it over to the left earlobe. A Yale neurobiologist. Yes, I do it every day. And an occupational therapist. Blow up. I think this might be the key to help unlock these children. All are among those experimenting with an exercise to increase intelligence called super brain yoga. I would say the super brain yoga is a fast, simple, drug-free method of increasing mental energy. I learned super brain yoga from Master Choa Kaksui, and I noticed in my own life it made a difference. Like I wasn't spending as much time looking for my keys or walking into a room and forgetting why I was there. Yale neurobiology researcher Jean Ang says super brain yoga stimulates neural pathways in the brain by activating acupuncture points on the earlobe. In modern terms, um, the brain is actually lateralized. So holding the left ear actually activates the right brain and holding the right ear actually activates the left brain. Ang says after doing the squatting sequence, EEG scans show the right and left hemispheres of the brain are synchronized. And you're going to bring it across your body. Reina Corturba doesn't need charts and, and graphs to be convinced. Right she saw the change firsthand in one seven-year-old student diagnosed as emotionally disturbed and dyslexic. Could barely hold a pencil, could barely write. He's now in a regular ed classroom without an aid. He's one of the top children in his class. This is a photo of a boy with autism and his mother who says he was transformed after starting super brain yoga. And he would bite, headbutt me, kick me, punch me, run against the wall, headbutt the wall. Since he started the exercise, he's not had one outburst. For a culture accustomed to exercising to get fit, not get smart, yoga for brain power may seem harebrained. I tell the patients and I tell the parents, you know, this looks a little bit hokey, but the proof's in the pudding and I've seen it work. Yes, it does seem strange, but the effects are so worth the effort. It's like five minutes a day. And once I got myself the discipline to do it, it made such a dramatic effect in my life that it's, it's like it's a no-brainer. <laughs> Researchers say super brain yoga can help anyone of any age increase their intelligence. The exercise is rather easy to learn, so if you're interested, you can go to our website, cbs2.com. Click on links and numbers on the left-hand side, and we'll show you how you can learn more about super brain yoga. I'm Jennifer Sabi, CBS2 News. Paul, back to you. Here's the thing. Uh, Risha's cousin showed it to me, and he, was, he couldn't stop laughing when he's showing it to me. So he shows it to me, and I'll be honest with you, it wasn't like... It wasn't yeah. hilarious to watch, but there's a story behind it, but it wasn't hilarious to watch when you show me. I thought, oh, that's a little weird. So, yeah. I, so I'll let you tell it because I don't know no, 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 the no, details no. about it. But no, so, no, I think it's more interesting you telling it from somebody that has no, oh, right. has never seen this because no. like I, I, I did this growing up. Yeah. But no, anyway, go ahead. I have, I've never seen this before. Not the movement, right? Nothing like it. So I'm watching this, this, this YouTube clip and it's, 
Uh, one was a neurosurgeon and... Uh, and the other guy was like a neuroscience yeah. PhD. So yeah. basically guys who study the brain and work with the brain, doctors who work with the brain. Um, and they're talking about this super brain yoga and they're saying, oh, look at all these scans. We found out when, when people were doing this certain move that these areas of the brain lit up and these are the learning areas of the brain. And this is like, you know, your ability to, you know, for, you know, high level thinking and stuff and, like that. And your right and left brain right. to, to interact more, to have more. Right. Both both parts of the brain are talking to each other better. Right. You're the creative part with, you know, the analytical part. Right. And, and by doing yeah. what they're telling you is that by, by doing the super brain yoga, uh, and it's a it's a very specific move, right? Um, it basically and then they, they interviewed some high school kid. He's like, yeah, man, it made me super smart, man. <laughs> like, like, listen, the kid is probably full of shit and just wanted to be on TV. But nonetheless, they have all these studies that they're claiming, you know, that by doing this, um, it sparks up the, the learning centers of the brain. So anyway, I'm watching this and I can't understand why Reese's mom and dad and cousin are dying laughing. Like they're in, they're literally they're like just like laughing and. Yeah. So I'm thinking like, ah, you know, I'm stupid Westerner. I don't know what the hell's going on. I would do it. I mean, I'm an idiot. I'll, I'll try anything. Um, and then they proceeded to tell me the story. So go ahead and describe what it is and, you know, whatever you know about it. Yeah, ba basically, it's it's like a squat. It's just right. like a body squat. But while you're doing it, you know, you have your arms crossed in front of your chest, holding your ears, and you close your eyes and do a body squat and you you just do basically as many as you can i mean depends on the sources right. that you read now but growing up in india for my parents this shit was a form of punishment like in in the schools in india i don't know if it's still going on but if you fucked up yes was getting beat just like right. the, the, you know the same rules that applied at home yeah, yeah. you know like physical reprimand right. you know that I grew up with that. Not you grew those, up yeah, with that. Those are the rules, I man. mean, it's the whole concept of timeout was like hilarious Nonsense. for us growing up. <laughs> yeah, who, who who did uh damn some comedian was talking about said uh, that special place for us was unconsciousness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that timeout. No, but anyway, so this this quote unquote super brain yoga um was a form of punishment for you know my, my mom dad and anybody growing up in india at, in school like w when you messed up when you were acting out whatever right. you didn't do your homework you were gonna go in the corner to your quote-unquote right. timeout and you were gonna do these body squats they call them uh, um gunjis gunji lagu means like you, you do this move right and uh, your dad was saying like if you were late they make you do it in front of the class like yeah. it's supposed to be a, a real punishment embarrassment yeah. but the thing that got me was uh that they said it's also a form of worship to the like one of the yeah um this was this is one of the moves uh that like very devout uh followers of of lord ganesh would would do this and he's he's the god of knowledge and that's the, the remo that remover of obstacles the, and the god of okay this is yeah. this is where eastern belief and methodology meets western diagnostic skills right the idea that you can have uh, uh eastern medicine far east medicine and then now in the west because we're so technical technologically advanced that we can use all these special scanners and stuff there's fucking 4,000 years of, you know what, man? They've been doing this. 
the coincidence that they've been doing this for thousands of years for a reason for a reason and specifically the god of knowledge and they're finding out yeah. now that this lights up this is what they talk about in that interview with all these right. you know brain experts is that you know by by doing that move it's um you know not only a, a, a test of like you know your physical strength and endurance but also of your focus your balance one move is supposed to synchronize your your mind and your body and it Give enhances you your yeah it gives, it gives you more yeah. energy more focus more creativity things that which one of us wouldn't want you no, know more exactly of that. that's the best part man the reason a lot of good studies done on things like acupuncture and things like that haven't been done is because it's hard to get funding for it's hard to get funding you know because it costs millions of dollars to do a a, a study that people aren't going to criticize right Right. to have all the right controls and all the right you know uh uh, analytical you know people working on the team and and it takes millions of dollars and the problem is no one's going to pay millions of dollars for something that they can't make their money on the back end so i'll fund your research if it involves a drug that if it works we can sell it and I can make money. If you're gonna do a study on acupuncture and you prove that it works, what the hell good does that do me? I just paid $5 million for you to prove that acupuncture works, but you know what? We can't patent acupuncture, everybody's doing it. Mm -hmm. So there's no money to be made, so no one's gonna fund it. That sucks. But the flip side of that is, listen, if people weren't funding these studies for drugs, then we wouldn't have drugs to treat a lot of diseases right. that are in fact right. curable with these drugs. So it's a double-edged sword. You know, some people say, "Oh, the pharmaceutical companies are fucking everything up." But you know what? No one else is going to do it, man. It, granted, they're being they're, they're money-driven. They're businesses. Yeah. But who the fuck else is going to do it? Where's that money going to come from for and that funding to design those drugs? You know, to design those drugs that are, you know, Help. making us live for a yeah, hundred, yeah. hundred and ten being the new norm. Yeah, I think. What people are finally starting to realize is that anybody who tells you that it's one way all the time is not the person you should be listening to. You know, if you talk to a chiropractor who tells you you should never see an MD mm-hmm. because they're just, you know, all oh, chemicals and this, that's not the chiropractor you need to be talking to. But at the same time, the doctor, the MD right. who's telling you you should never see a chiropractor There's, yeah. that, that's bad for you. You, that's not the person you should be listening to no. either. You have to open up and realize, stop. It's, not, it's right. a pride thing, right? People yeah. just don't, oh, yeah, fuck that. Don't go to those hippie doctors. Man, it's, you got to understand. Man. I mean, the, the, this stuff is real, man. I mean, just because we don't have a scientific explanation right. for it yet, yeah. right. you know, but yeah. this technology is enabling us to do that. But, you know, there's certain things that we just don't fucking understand but it works like acupuncture you know in in the spine clinic you know we see patients all the time um that we actually you know they they ask about it because you know it's one of those things that are that's that's hot right now in the media like you know eastern medicine you know doing yoga acupuncture all these like herbal remedies like people eat that shit up so they always ask you about it and you know a lot of the stuff out there is just a bunch of hocus pocus and we know that but there's certain things like acupuncture that actually work and we're not really sure why there's a bunch of really good guesses you know you know why laying on uh you know a bed of little tiny needles that are stimulating your body in a specific way improves your pain or your your perception of pain whatever it is um it's uh it's it works so i mean you're absolutely right i totally agree there's you know a bunch of different 
avenues to to, to try to figure out uh, a solution to something. And I think you know anybody who's impeding you, I guess, is my point from from exploring any of them. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's some stuff that's dangerous, and, and you know, not one fit for everybody. But I think you're uh, I, to your point. I I think that. I just find it interesting that when we go, we dig back in these ancient sort of cultures, mm-hmm. uh, how much of the stuff they they had right, man. And yeah, but like we're in a unique place now where we have um, what we know now yeah. through you know Western medicine and modern technology. But then you know we're rediscovering, rediscovering you know, exactly. That's a good way. To rediscovering you know ancient truths yeah. that have. You know, sustained generations of you know of people through right. you know certain practices um, and remedies, and it's uh, it's it's an interesting time to to try to figure out a way to use both of them right. to you know enhance our potential even more. Yeah. But you know, when you go to one extreme or the other in anything, whether it's you know medical philosophy or right. uh, politics or religion, it's it's bad. Yeah. Like it gets hokey. Yeah. yeah. That's right, everybody. Who you gotta eat right and exercise? No, you don't. You need some coverage. <laughs> coverage will save your life. That's right. I mean, we all gonna die, but at least if you got some coverage, you will die on a mattress. <laughs> That's right, man. When I was a kid, we didn't have no insurance. We didn't have a damn thing. You had to be damn near dead to see the doctor. That's why you had to be way past Robitussin. That's all we had when I was a kid, Robitussin. No matter what you got, Robitussin better handle it. Daddy, I got asthma, Robitussin. I got cancer, Robitussin. I broke my leg, daddy put Robitussin on it. Yeah, boy, let that Tussin get in there, boy. Yeah, boy, let that Tussin get on down to the bone. Yeah, the tussin ought to straighten out the bone. It's good. If you run out of tussin, put some water in the jar, shake it up. Mo tussin. Mo tussin. Ah, the tussin. Timeless, over-the-counter home remedy. So that was Chris Rock from his legendary stand-up, Bigger and Blacker. Uh, you know, growing up, my parents and grandparents had their own version of Robitussin. It was called turmeric, and they used it in everything from their tea, or chai, rather, and uh, in their cooking. And this is a very common practice in Indian families uh, for centuries, really, since uh, it's a staple in something known as Ayurvedic medicine, which is an ancient holistic healing system that was developed in India like 3,000 years ago. And it's rooted in the philosophy that health depends on balancing mind, body, and spirit. And so turmeric is a yellow spice. It's typically what makes curry the color yellow. And I, I'm pretty sure it's part of the ginger family, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, it's commonly used in Ayurveda to treat things like indigestion, throat infections, common colds, and it's even used topically over cuts and scrapes to clean wounds and to reduce swelling. And it's really fascinating to me how it's been used for thousands of years and really lasted the test of time, at least in Indian culture. But uh, it's just now within the past decade that a few 
legitimate clinical studies have come out showing turmeric as having legitimate herbal remedy potential in the anti-inflammatory department. So, you know, obviously funding issues really make it difficult to study things like turmeric, as uh, you heard DNI talking about in, in an earlier segment. Um, but uh, in the spirit of needing to find a balance between Eastern and Western philosophies in modern medicine, let's listen to uh, a call from an island far, far away as Lulu from Lulu's Island drops some turmeric truth bombs. You're listening to Medicine Remixed on Anchor. And to show us some love, put on your Share Jordans and help us spread the medicine far and wide. You know what to do. I love you guys and happy Friday. Peace, y'all. Hey, I was just listening to your segment about vitamins and fat. And I'm really interested in turmeric. And I heard of another study recently. A friend of mine works at a hospital, so she gets all the good stuff. Um about how they uh, one trial where they had three groups one uh, having turmeric capsules another having turmeric in their food and then one group you know the control group and what they found was that the people that had it cooked um, it had much more of an effect and in uh, Ayurvedic medicine they used to cook the turmeric in shea butter so yeah I think that there is something about that um, Something, something, blood-brain barrier is like right on the tip of my brain, but can't quite reach it. Um, Yeah, so that's cool. Thank you for sharing that, and I'll talk to you later. Support for today's Medicine Remix show is brought to you by Budafed, a non-drowsy 24-hour extended-release tablet to free your attachments and decongest your expectations all day long. Budafed, decongest your soul. Now, back to mindfully mixing medicine on Medicine Remix, only on Anchor. Yo, this is your boy, Debunk. There is probably a rule that says you don't ever call one of your boy's mom a liar. But we're about to change that. Here we go. I don't know about you guys, but coming from an immigrant family, there was always this weird sort of subculture of medicine going on within our neighborhood. There was always somebody who knew what root you should be making into a tea or what sort of ointment you should be using for that rash, yada, yada, yada. But one of the deeply held beliefs within my own family and ironically, a lot of other families from vastly different parts of the world is this that if you go outside when your hair's wet and it's cold you're gonna get sick has anybody else ever heard this i hope i don't sound like a crazy person the reason i bring it up is because recently my girlfriend and i were sitting around and she kind of had the sniffles and sort of under her breath she says "Ah, I, i bet it's because we took the dog out for a walk and my hair was still wet She has a master's degree. She is an occupational therapist. She should should be thinking more along the lines of evidence-based beliefs, but not at all what came out of her mouth. And I sort of laughed, and she got upset about it, and then she stood her ground, and she said, 
that that's yeah you'll get sick if you do that and I said well no you won't and she said yeah you will so I had to school her we went straight research based on her and finally I think she gave in so for those of you that were wondering if you had look for it here's what you're going to find one is you don't tend to catch a cold if you do that if you go outside wet cold damp but the question then is why do so many more people tend to get colds when we're in colder months and it's actually quite simple one it's that when it's cold outside people tend to huddle and congregate indoors that being said more people equals more germs more germs more viruses more opportunities to pass those along you increase your chances of picking one of those up and getting sick the other interesting tidbit is that in colder climates the air tends to be a bit more dry and by dry it's less humid less humid if you think about it it would be less sort of water particles in the air where a nasty little virus could hang out and extend its opportunity to infect another host and the last thing was apparently when it's a bit colder out it makes the environment within the nasal passages within your nostrils a bit more homey for these bugs to hang out and wait to be either taken in to your respiratory system or to be launched outwardly into the world to infect another passerby so there you go i ain't calling your mama a liar but she lying I I can't even believe you just talked about that because literally my entire my entire childhood was my grandma telling me not to go outside because my hair is wet even if it was like summertime she was like you're going to get sick because your hair is wet or especially with air conditioners um like I don't know why they hate them they were just she always told me that I'm going to get sick because there's an air conditioner in the room and that if I walk without slippers on a cold floor I'm never going to have children. <laughs> yeah, I I know. I know. I come from an Armenian family, so all the all the teas and the stuff like I totally know it. Um one of the remedies is always eat like a green apple. If you have heartburn, eat a green apple. If you're dying, eat a green apple. If I don't know, your hair's falling out, eat a green apple. Um, always like something to do with vodka and pomegranates. There's always like something involved with those two things. Um, I can go on and on and on about it, but I'm so happy you pointed that out. Literally, my entire childhood consisted of like the conversation of you can't go outside because your hair is wet. You don't have that in your family? Oh. It was all old world. No real medication at the house. I didn't know what was going on. I got a fever. My mother started cutting potatoes, right? She would put slices of potatoes with a rag. Don't we have any Tylenol? Why are potatoes on my head? I just, I grew up, I was covered in Vicks. We have vats of Vicks, they would just rub. Just rub me. 
They would boil water, they would drop the Vicks in the water, then I would have to hover over the water. Right? 183 degrees. Breathing. And a beach towel would come over my head. I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe, get it off. They would just hold me there. Stay. Stay. I can't. I can't breathe. Don't we have halls? We need halls. Oh my gosh, that's too funny. I had to call in about, you know, those, um, those generic placating medicines that your parents gave you no matter what. And for us, it was Bromo Seltzer. <laughs> you remember Bromo Seltzer? That shit is old. Mercurochrome and iodine. You got to cut mercurochrome, iodine. <laughs> Anything with your stomach? Bromo seltzer. That's what it was. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's too funny. Enjoy your show. Love it. Love you guys. Take care. What's really good? Anchor Hood. It's your boy Reesh. Happy Saturday. Speaking of happy things, it's uh, Medicine Remix's very own Debunk's happy birthday today. So happy birthday, D. Maybe we'll get into some best of debunked segments here on Anchor today. Maybe that'll, that'll be the theme later on. We'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. But ha- happy birthday, dude. Um, also, big shout out to the homegirl Danger for for calling in and saying what up, sharing some home remedies she had growing up. Like, I, I, just, I just love hearing about these home remedies. Like, it actually fascinates me how my family used none of those things <laughs> Danger mentioned in her calling. You know, I... I had to actually look up what bromo seltzer was. Hashtag no bromo. Like I, I guess, I guess it's basically like alka seltzer is what I'm gathering. And we actually never even used alka seltzer growing up. Uh, you know, for things like stomach upset and indigestion. My mom and grandma used to give me this stuff called uh, vamu, which is uh, the Telugu word. Telugu is the language that my family speaks. It's uh typically a, a, a dialect spoken in, in South India. But anyway, um, Vamu is uh, is what we called it. I, I think the, the translation in English is is carom seeds, if anybody knows what the fuck those are. But anyway, yeah, that's that's what uh, uh, we used to we used to eat when when we're in our um, our stomachs were upset when we had indigestion and things like that. So um, that shit was the truth, man. And uh, for for cuts and scrapes, yeah, we never did the iodine thing or the the, the mercurochrome, but uh, we got the turmeric. We got the turmeric a lot. Like that that shit really was like our tussin growing up. So it would just like sprinkle some turmeric on on your uh, on your cuts and scrapes, and uh, I guess that shit worked like a charm. And uh, what was so crazy to me was when I when I first heard that Sebastian Maniscalco bit. We actually, you know, played it in an earlier segment um, where he talks about that pot of boiling hot water with Vicks vapor rub dropped in that bitch, and then a family mom- member basically makes you hover over it while they throw a fucking comforter over your congested ass, holding you down and yelling at you to breathe the hot vapor. Um, that that. That hit super close to to home. You know, I thought brown people were the only ones that that did some crazy shit like that. But maybe it's on some immigrant 
parent shit. I don't know. But uh, as crazy uncomfortable as that Vicks vapor sauna was, it also cleared the congestion out like a fucking boss. An angry, angry boss. But uh, anyway, um, if you have some uh, home remedies you want to share with us, we'd uh, love to hear about it. And uh, if you care to, you know what they say, sharing is caring. Lace up them Share Jordans and uh, share the shit out of a segment if it makes you feel something once in a while. You know, if it, if it made you laugh, think, or cry, share it. Seriously, love you guys. Uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We are super grateful for your attention. Hope everyone uh, has an awesome weekend. This is Medicine Remixed, only on Anchor. There are three things we all should do every day. We do this every day of our life. You're going to have, what a wonderful, number one is laugh. You should laugh every day. Number two is think. You should spend some time in thought. And number three is you should have your emotions moved to tears. To be happiness or joy. But think about it. If you laugh, you think, and you cry, that's a full day. That's a heck of a day. You do that seven days a week, you're going to have something special. Screen is flashing up there 30 seconds like I can't about that screen right now, huh? I got I got I got tumors all over my body. I'm worried about some guy in the back going 30 seconds, huh? You gotta laugh. Hey, banana, buddy. You gotta laugh. What I would like to be able to do is to spend whatever time I have left and to give maybe some hope to others. I need your help. We need money for research. It may not save my life. It may save my children's lives. It may save someone you love. And it's very important. And we are starting the Jimmy V Foundation for Cancer Research. And its motto is, don't give up. Don't ever give up. Cancer can take away all my physical abilities. It cannot touch my mind, it cannot touch my heart, and it cannot touch my soul. And those three things are going to carry on forever. I thank you, and God bless you all. Where's my medicine remix? Mm, drop! Drop it like it's hot. Hey, medicine remix. I love what you guys are doing. Everything is hot. From medicine remix. Medicine remix. You're listening to medicine remix. Really? I like the way you mixed. Medicine. Yo, I caught those. You thought I was going to miss those, huh? Because I've been sleeping on my anchor game. But I'm back. And you know what else? I think you inspired me to maybe take this anchor thing a little bit more serious. This was lit. Boys, awesome stuff. Great show. Awesome musical choices as always. Great song selection. And good ear, by the way, too, because you really, I thought that was dope how you picked up on it and put the music behind it. And um, it's definitely inspirational. I just found great value in this. I just wanted to call and give you props and just say thank you. Appreciate this conversation. I'm really curious as doctors, what your thought is on all this. Just would love to know the medical perspective on that. Thanks. Guys, come on, get to it. You got a job to do. You got a community waiting for your opinions. Chop, chop. Chop it, chop it. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix only on Anchor. Bye.